Hi, this is Neha and you're listening to the Bold Enough Podcast. Join me in this authentic journey engaging in uncomfortable but real conversation with wonderful guests. If you want to listen to real people who are winning in their own way and not as society told them to, then this podcast is for you. The Bold Enough Podcast is produced by Liuva Digital, hosted by Neha Gudu. Hi everyone, welcome to this new episode of the Bold Enough Podcast and today we have Deborah with us as a guest. Hi Deborah, how are you doing? I'm wonderful, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited that you're here too. Before we start our conversation, Deborah, would you just give us a small intro about who you are and what you do? Sure. I am a mindset coach. I'm also a Reiki master teacher. And a couple years ago, I authored, I co-authored a book. That is so amazing. We'll get to that uh, later on during the conversation. So today we are going to talk a bit about your journey with self-love, uh, your story. I believe that self-love and the relationship with ourselves is so important and a lot of time we do not think about this so much so you went on eat pray love at bali on your own can you tell us a bit about the story there what happened before that uh, you went on this trip and maybe just give us a little context about what eat pray love in bali is all about for uh, our listeners who don't know about it or would like to try it out and everything Sure. In 2018, I, I wasn't in a very good place myself. I was still reeling from relationship breakup and my family was selling our business where I was VP. I was third generation. I wasn't really taking care of myself. I was drinking too much. I could really feel myself going into a downward spiral. And when I looked in the mirror, I did not like the person that I saw anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what made you think uh, or how did you take the bold step to actually uh, take the, take the trip? Because uh, I understood that you took the trip on your own, alone. And for how long did it did it go? Uh, how what happened uh, there? How did I and, get there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I honestly believe everything that ha- happens for a reason, and I believe that we are divinely led, and that there's a fo- a force far greater than us that's guiding us if we choose to see. And we're meant to meet certain people or have certain experiences. And at that time, I remember scrolling through Facebook and I was working with a spiritual mentor at the time. And she posted this um, self-love retreat in, in Bali. And I knew if I didn't click on that button at that moment, I would be making a huge mistake. And I honestly, I had no idea what to expect from this experience. I just knew that I needed to go. And the days were were long. Um, I was there for 10 days. The the retreat itself was seven days. But it all all began with, every day began with Yalatis, which is a form of yoga and Pilates and freeform dance. And then we each had a, a morning session. And every day we went through a different chakra. 
and had exercises and journaling to go through. And then there was also afternoon and evening sessions and off off resort trips as well, if it related to a different chakra. When you decide to really go inward and take responsibility for your life, it's, it's not an easy feat at all. I really resisted the process at first and it's difficult and it's uncomfortable when you really go into parts of yourself that you don't particularly like. Yeah, that is so true. It's a- actually a difficult process like you said to go through the healing to accept whatever is going on inside of us or around us and how did you go through this process like it's difficult yes but what uh, what helped uh, what did the people around there who you had support you had like a support group there so what happened how were you able to bridge the gap bridge the gap yeah it was a small it was a small group of us and all going through our own individual things but really supporting each other along the journey and you know obviously lots of tears shed along the journey and uh the group leader was you know incredibly gracious to hold that space to allow everybody at their own time to to really go through those emotions there was a there was a point during the process where you really you face the feelings you accept where you are and then you let them go and part of that is through journaling part of them is feeling the emotion we had a, a ceremony where we had our own funeral and was really saying goodbye to the parts of ourselves that that we didn't particularly like and the the really life-changing experience for me was when we also had our own wedding ceremony so we let we had our own funeral and let said goodbye to all the things that we didn't like or was no longer serving us and then we had our own wedding ceremony where we had to write our own wedding vows to ourselves and and what we were willing to commit to going forward and we had to read them aloud in a mirror in front of everybody and it was a small group but it was it was such a profound experience because i think so many times we tell our kids we love them we tell our partners we love them we we commit to other people but we don't make the same commitments to ourselves and i i have my vows framed in my bedroom just to serve as a reminder that i'm here for me and only when i'm the best person and showing up as my best person will i be good to anyone else it was definitely i i came back a, a changed person a life changing experience and this is so true what you said um like self love is so important we don't talk about it we give all our love to everyone around us we um sometimes love other people more than us ourselves and so based on your experience because now i know from where you were before and now from who you are at the moment you love yourself so much you you value yourself so in your own experience uh, for people who are struggling to give that love to themselves what would you say to them what steps they can do you know to feel bold enough good enough to uh, have more self love time if i can say that So what would you say to them? I always thought that maybe it was a destination, but what I realize is that it's not a one-stop shop. It's it's a it's a continuous journey. It's a daily commitment to 
step into the best version of yourself. And, and it's a decision. It's a decision you make to want to feel good. There's no right or wrong way to love yourself. For some, it might be meditation, exercise, journaling, affirmations, dancing, listening to music. For me, it's really honoring the trifecta of the body, mind, and soul. Exercise and healthy eating. Meditation is, is key. It's something I do every day. Reading, journaling, and gratitude are all really important parts of my day. And a lot of people say that they don't have time but when it, something is so important to you, you make the time and it doesn't have to be hours at a time. I, I myself take a couple hours to go through, you know, exercise, journaling, meditation, but for other people, maybe they only have 10 to 15 minutes and that's okay because your health and well-being are so important because you can't be good to somebody else until you're good to yourself. And when you're in an airplane, they always say you have to put your own oxygen mask on first. And it's so, it's so key. You cannot give somebody what you don't have. And every relationship that you have, all the results that you're getting in your life are a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. That is so true. And if I can add up uh, to what you just said, so many times the fact that we don't uh, love us so much or that enough, we try to find this love in some in another person. And when that other person can't give us that love, this is where we feel more frustrated. Uh, we feel that there's something lacking inside of us. And this gives rise to other stuff, insecurities and everything. And I think self-love itself is an important uh, thing topic that we should always share and talk about it because for me if I can share from my own experience nobody taught me about self-love when I was a teenager or something like that I did not even know about this word or I didn't know how I can um, love myself more where can I find more joy and eventually um, when I tried to find it in other person, um, in my friends, in my boyfriend and everything. And you know, when those, when a moment come in your life and when those people are, who are around you, they actually leave, this is when you come to realize um, and you feel empty. And uh, yeah, so self-serve is very important. It's always uh, take time for yourself, find, I would say, make a list of the things that you love to do, a list of things that brings you joy. It could be it doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be lots of things. It could be just playing with your pet. Those moments are priceless and gives you like so much of happiness. It could be just cooking. It could be a walk in your own garden. It could be talking to, to your best friend. You know, those, those are little things that we take for granted because life comes on. We have so much to do and everything. But like you said, even if someone has only 10 minutes of his, of his day, uh, the 10 minutes, if he can use it for himself, this can make a huge difference, like for a whole day. And if we can stick to that like on a daily habit level, uh, this can actually boost up your confidence as well. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. You're so, right. And it's not something that's taught in school. And, and it should be. It definitely should be taught in school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are taught about so many things in school, but not always the right thing. <laughs> <So true. laughs> but yeah, that is so true. And uh, I, I'm just curious, do you still have like past feelings 
like whatever happened in the past uh, do you still feel them and if you do how do you deal with them even even if uh, sometimes we have so much of love within ourselves and you know we've we are in another path and everything sometimes we do feel the past feelings the past emotions how we were feeling the fears sometimes an anxiety may happen it's rare of course but if you do feel it and how do you overcome it? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's something I was just thinking about the other day um, where I caught myself <laughs> in a moment. And you're right, it, it is rare, but but our paradigms, our self-limiting beliefs have been there for so long. And every so often they're they're gonna show themselves your shadow side. And and it's really being aware of, you know, what emotion am I feeling? Where is it coming from? Acknowledging where it's coming from. Is it true? Most of the time, it's not true. And either really journaling it out, how I'm feeling and, and then how I want to feel, or if it's a circumstance like this, you know, this happened, how would I prefer it to be? And really trying to, to feel a better feeling thought in that moment. How can I change a situation to feel better about myself? So for example, I'll just give a quick example. This, this isn't um, my example, but it's one that I use with my clients. And let's say you go shopping and you always know what kind of vibration you're in by how you're feeling. So let's say you go shopping and you're supposed to meet a girlfriend and she's late and you're irritated. On the emotional scale, that's a lower emotion. So you could say to yourself, well, I'm really irritated that my friend is late, but you know what? I'm going to go shopping anyway, and I'm going to go buy that shirt that I want. You've moved up from kind of irritation to maybe a little bit empowered. Maybe you're content with that decision and you're happy to go buy your shirt anyway, but it's really talking yourself through the emotion. It's not saying I'm just going to like get over it. I'm going to honor each emotion and kind of have a better feeling thought to feel a better feeling emotion. Mm -hmm. I love what you said is to feel it and not actually put it in a box and put oh. it aside. Yeah, that is so each time we put uh, whatever we're feeling in a box and have a look at it, it's going to get stronger and stronger. And like you said, it's important to deal about it, but also how we deal about it. So usually what I do also in case I'm having a moment and I know that it's in the past, like nothing like in the past is happening, but we usually have that moment. So it's also to tell your brain because you're having a lot of thoughts and it's usually negative thoughts that are coming up everywhere. It's usually to tell your brain that, okay, I know what you're feeling. I know you're feeling fear or anxiety, whatever you're feeling in the moment, and it's fine. I am strong enough to go through it. Um, I am okay now. So then to just rewire your brain or say something positive about you in the moment. I know it can be difficult at first to do that. But eventually when you try, you're going to be stronger than the feeling that you're having in the moment. And sometimes maybe, you know, just noting it down on a piece of paper uh, because, you know, you're, ha you're going to have those moments and then when you're having it, uh, what you've written, this can actually help also. I, I like the idea of journaling a lot. And I often will tell people if you're if you're having a moment to journal it out, everything, your feelings and everything, and then burn it or shred it or tear it up and 
that process itself is, is really a way to kind of let it go. But your feelings are definitely the most real thing that you have. And it's always the gauge on, on where you're at at any given moment. And you have to feel the feeling until you're ready to let it go. You can't just snap and get over it, but you have to also be able to be aware and make a decision on, okay, I'm, I'm ready to let this go. But you're right. You can't just bury it because uh, it'll come back. <laughs> it'll come back for sure. Yeah, true. And like you said, journaling or writing a letter to yourself in the moment of how you're feeling, it's always going to help. I do write letters sometimes just to put everything down in paper. And you'll see once you've, uh, you're done with your letter, you're going to feel less, less painful. It's less... Uh, it's light and it's like a burden it's just got over it and it's like you went through it and the next time you're having the moment you'll see it's going to be less less and less till you actually go through it it's a i think it's part of a of us being humans also you know we can't always be like very structured everything is amazing uh, <laughs> having the best day of my life. Well, if we but all those moments, sorry. If we didn't have contrast, we 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 wouldn't be able to navigate those emotions. If we didn't have something to to show us contrast, we wouldn't be able to understand what joy is. You can't have light and dark at the same time. You have to be able to have the dark to appreciate the light and vice versa. Exactly. And this is what makes us humans. The more we feel, uh, the more empathy we're going to have towards other people also. We also, also something that I like to add is always seek help. Uh, if you feel like you can't actually go through it alone, there are coaches, there are therapists. And sometimes it can be difficult to seek help, uh, to just go and say, okay, I need help or I need someone to talk. I need someone to listen to me, but you'd be surprised uh, like the moment you actually ask for that there are so many people who are just going to be here just to listen absolutely and to help yeah all right so we're going to have uh, to take a small break so so far it's been uh, such a great conversation about self-love and everything so we'll come back in a few minutes stay tuned everyone we'll be back hi this is neha and you're listening to the bold enough podcast Okay, so we're back and it has been a lovely conversation with Deborah about self-love. And just so you know, behind the scenes, we were talking about how important it is to dig deeper into everything self-love because we usually hear a lot, a lot of words, of codes uh, about self-love, about what you need to do, that you need to love yourself at first before loving someone else, like Deborah said. But getting deeper into it, it's more of a process. And this is the reason why we decided to have this conversation today. And uh, Deborah, you mentioned that meditation is something that people can adopt to connect with themselves. Can you just tell us a bit more about how meditation changed your life? And if someone wants to start meditating, where can he or she start? Sure. I think a lot of people think that if you, you meditate, it has to be for hours at a time. And, and that's certainly not true. Even if you, if you are having a moment, having a, a moment where you're upset about something, just taking five minutes just to get out of your head 
and quiet your mind can bring you answers. It can also shift your perspective a little bit by, by kind of removing. We, we often, when something happens, our minds start to reel and we, we go into this hamster race almost in our mind. But if you can just stop that thought for a second and just quiet your mind and go within you may not have the answer right away, but it might come inspired to you later. So I personally, I like to lay down when I meditate, but you can just get comfortable with your legs crossed in a chair or on the floor, whatever that looks like for you. And there's so there's so many free apps that you can get on your phone to do a like a five minute, start with five minutes, a guy, a quick guided meditation. There's beginner meditations and just start five minutes a day, and then gradually work yourself up to, you know, 10 to 15 minutes is perfect. Do it first thing in the morning. It, it, it will not only start your day off right, but you'll start in a higher vibration and you really start to connect with yourself and, and you find answers that not, not that you're logically coming up with, that you're being guided to, and uh, you'll be happier. You'll be, you'll be a better person for it. I promise you. <laughs> I can second that. It's true. And I know uh, I know some people who f- believe that meditation is hard. They can't actually, for example, sit still or do the breathing techniques or just close their eyes and not think about anything. I'd like to say this is normal and it's fine to feel like this. If uh, you want, you can start with... There's a lot of meditation music. Yeah. Or even you can have like uh, someone guiding you. So you just have to put your headphones and you'll have a voice guiding you where you need to, how you need to do your breathing, what you need to think in the moment. So this can actually help till you actually become, uh, you come to a point where, you know, you can sit still and it's just you and silence. So this is a great way to start. I used to have that too, because when I first started meditation, it was difficult for me to just sit and not think about anything. Because, you know, when you're in the healing process, so much of stuff is going on in your head. And usually when you close your eyes, you're going to, it can be that the event that happened in the past is going to flash before your eyes. So those are very normal stuff. But then um, I figured out uh, a way to actually start the meditation. It was with the music in my head. So then I used to concentrate on the music and eventually uh, all the thoughts that I was having were uh, were disappearing. So if someone's having a hard time with meditation, try the music or try uh, with a voice guiding you and you'll see it won't be that difficult. Okay, so Deborah, let's talk a bit about who you are at the moment. I heard that you published the book, congratulations. Uh, can you Tell us more about the book and uh, what is it about? Where can people find it? Sure. I did. Um, a couple of years ago when I when I started working with my own coach, I would say a couple of years ago, I didn't really have any goals. My goal was getting through the day, getting through the week. And I knew I needed to do a shift. And I hired my own spiritual mentor and then I hired my own mindset coach. And that's actually how I got into coaching because I love the material so much. And, and my own transformation, I really, it really prompted me to, to want to help more people 
um, live their best lives because you don't have to settle for mediocrity. But anyway, my book is called She Rises for Tomorrow. It was a collaborative effort with other women whose mission is to inspire the world to create change. And it's, it's about personal stories of women who have gone from the nine to five and, and really wanted to create change in the world. And uh, I, I hope it's inspiring to people. And you can find it on my website, uh, DebraCherry.com. Okay, all right. Uh, we're going to put all of Deborah's links where you can find her book and reach out to her on our Instagram account. So make sure to check it out. And okay, so Deborah, what, what would you say is your biggest milestone so far? Definitely publishing a book is definitely up there with, with a big milestone. But I'm, I'm really continuously always wanting to grow and evolve. And it's not, it's not about just one destination of one goal. It's about the journey and really celebrating each step as, as you really become the best version of yourself and as you accomplish goals. And when you reach one goal, you just are going to make another bigger one. And that's why I love what I do. I love watching the transformations of my clients and watching them stretch themselves and achieve their goals. And once they achieve this goal, then they're going to set a new goal because we are here to create. And, and if you are not continuously growing, you are just standing still and you're on a decline. Mm -hmm. And is it when the, you came back from your trip that uh, you started working uh, for yourself? That's right. After I after I was working with my mindset coach um, myself, that's when I I set the goal of writing a book. I set a, a, like a lot of different goals, and one of them was to become a coach myself, which I got my certification a couple a few years ago now. And the book was definitely one. And, and the thing about goals, if you're setting the right types of goals, you're not going to know how it's going to happen. And when you are, when you align yourself with the energy of your goal, all the right people, all the right resources will come to you. And that that's exactly what happened. I happened to be in a networking group and somebody said, who wants to be an international bestseller? And that's how it happened. Like they walked me through the process of how to write a book. I, I had no idea how to write. So like, I, I like writing, but I didn't know how to write a chapter in a book. And I didn't know how to publish and I didn't know how to market. And I didn't know how to do a lot of the things, but that that's the thing about a goal. It stretches you out of your comfort zone. And, and that's when the shift happens because now that I've done, you know, a, a collaboration. Now I want to write my own book and I don't really know how to do that either, but that's kind of a, a next step for me of, of things I want to do. I'm, I'm constantly always stretching myself and growing. That is so nice to hear. Uh, and I'm very happy for you that you're, it's like you're on the, on your own soul path now, if I can say that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. So before we end uh, our episode, what advice would you like to give to our listeners, to people who are struggling with self-love, who, who are maybe are in a relationship where they're struggling and based on your experience of what went, what happened before the trip and during the trip and now after the trip, what would you say to them? First, I would say it's okay. It's okay to acknowledge and accept where you are 
And it's okay if it's not where you want to be, because that's where growth comes. Every time we're faced with contrast, that's showing, showing us an opportunity to grow. So lean into the discomfort, look at what your situation is made mirroring for you, because everything is a mirror of ourselves. So if somebody isn't giving you love, are you loving yourself? If somebody, every, every situation is an opportunity for us to learn and grow. I would also say, forgive yourself. And I, and I think we're always looking at other people and, and doing the comparison train. Well, they're over here and I'm only here. That's okay. Forgive yourself for not knowing what you don't know. Because when you learn and you grow and when you know better, you can do better. And I'd also say, celebrate the small wins along the way. Because it's the small things like getting out of bed in the morning, doing your hair, doing your makeup, feeling good, doing the meditation that maybe you didn't want to do or showing up for yourself in a, in a, in a way like try to be 1% better every day. But the, the best and most difficult decision you will ever make is, is to commit to yourself, is to love yourself. And when you do, your life will forever be changed. And it's not, like I said before, it's not in the destination. It's in the journey. And I always thought it was the destination. I thought, okay, when I'm over here, I'm going to be happy. It's not. It's, it's, a, it's a daily commitment to love yourself. It's a daily commitment to show up for yourself. And if I can do it, I know anybody else out there can do it. And if you need help, ask for it because there's so many resources out there, um, whether it's a coach, whether it's a therapist, there's so many resources and there's so much material out there on, on how to do it as well. I really love what you, what you said, Deborah. And I also agree about the celebrating your small wins. I used to never celebrate the small wins. I used to always be like, okay, when I achieve the biggest cold on my list and then I'm going to celebrate it. But eventually, a lot of stuff happened because life happens and you got external factors and everything. But then when you look back, you realize that it's all about the journey, like you said. And it's just if something small, as small that it can be happened, just celebrate it and be grateful for it, that it happened. Uh, it could be anything. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, when I get this promotion or when I'm going to buy my house or when I'm, my bank balance is going to be that much and then I'm going to, you know, throw a big party or anything. This is where I, when I'm going to actually be happy. But it's usually being happy in the moment, in the present, like today, like the moment that we're having today with Deborah. I'm very happy that you're having this conversation. <laughs> so, you Me know, too, the sun is shining, the sun is shining here <laughs> and, and it's fine. You're right. It's finding gratitude in the little things, in the, gra the grass, the air we breathe, the sun is shining. Like there's always something that you can find to be grateful for in the moment. And celebrating not only yourself, but celebrating others' wins too. Celebrating other people's success. And when you come from a space of gratitude, you start attracting really great things into your life. That is so true. And uh, you can you can also do like every day when you wake up or when you're going to bed, you can like list three things that you're grateful for. When you're going to bed, it could be, okay, I'm grateful for these three things that you're grateful for, which happened during the day. So what happened is that even if you had like a bad day, which happens, you're going to force your brain and yourself to really think, what are the things that I can be grateful for even if I had a bad day? And just those three things, those three simple and small things can actually make you smile. 
So even you had you had a crappy day, you're going to smile before you go to bed. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I like. To, I also like to list when I'm doing gratitude. I like to. I I actually do ten. I do ten things every morning. But ten things that are five things I'm grateful for now, and then five things I'm grateful for that I'm bringing in. So that haven't happened yet, but that I'm manifesting. So I try and do five and five, but th- three's a good. Three's great. Anything is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so true. Okay, uh, we are going to, uh, we have come to the end of our episode today. Deborah, thank you for being a guest. It was very nice having a conversation with you and digging deeper into self-love, gratitude. You know, the relationship, the best relationship you can have is with yourself. Like you said, and the best commitment also that you can do is with yourself and not to your partner or to someone else. It's always with you first. So then you can give joy to other people then. Thank you, Deborah, for being here. And so we are going to share Deborah's book links and social media. And when whatever you can find her, you can reach out to her on our Instagram and LinkedIn post. So be sure to check it out there. See you in the next episode. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Bold Enough podcast hosted by Neha Ganyu. If you like what you heard today, please follow us and join in weekly as we keep on breaking the barriers together. Don't forget to show your love on our Instagram account and LinkedIn page. See you!